welcome to my podcast on online learning. My name is Anam Khan, and I want to tell you more about how uh, we as instructional designers can make online learning more effective and more engaging uh, for learners. In my research, I discovered that online learning platforms have greatly increased because they're not only being utilized by higher education anymore, they're also being utilized by schools who want to provide professional development to their teachers, as well as corporations who want who provide professional development to their employees. But the biggest advantage, perhaps, of the online learning platform is that uh, it's accessibility. You can access it anywhere. Um, it's it's, it's uh, flexible. Uh, you can work at your own pace. You have to be, although it does require you to be a self-directed learner. Now, to make online learning more engaging uh, for learners, uh, my research suggests that we must uh, utilize uh, things like group discussions, virtual learning environments, uh, chats, um, and, and collaborative group work in order to increase participation in, within the platform and make it more engaging for the learner. To increase, uh, we also must focus on increasing uh, the rigor of the online learning platform. Um, oftentimes, uh, due to the lack of engagement within the online learning platform, um, not only uh, do, do learners find it difficult to navigate, but they also um, find it, some also find it extremely easy once they do uh, figure out how to navigate within it. Um, to increase the rigor uh, and, and further challenge the learner within the platform, uh, it's, it's important to uh, implement the traditional pedagogy methods. Uh, for example, in my classroom, uh, since I'm a science teacher, I implement the 5E model of uh, the lesson planning in, in within my teaching. Now, for an instructional designer designing a online science course, uh, it would it would be best if uh, he or she focused on uh, implementing the 5E model rather than what technology you're going to be utilizing. Sure, it's it's still important to use the right technology tools. However, the focus should remain on how you're going to use those tools to implement the five E's, rather than what technology tools are are uh, you know being utilized in in this day and age. What 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 is considered the cutting edge technology? Rather than focusing on that, we should focus on um, how. To implement that 5E model within uh, the science learning, uh, online learning classroom. Now, it's it's also important to remember that rigor in an online learning environment might not look uh, the same as rigor in a traditional uh, learning uh, environment. Um, rigor can also uh, be uh, seen in an online learning environment by how the learners are interacting within. The virtual learning platform. Also, I think uh, to, to make uh, the, the learners more engaged into into learning within the platform, um, one one hindrance to that is, is the digital divide. Uh, not all learners find online learning platforms to be, um, you know, engaging in particular because they're they're not they're not used to utilizing the tools within it. Not everyone uh, is is trained on how to use the technology effectively. Um, and I think in that case, it's important that designers or, or coaches uh, must train um, the students or provide some kind of training that can help them uh, become familiar 
with the platform, with the learning online virtual platform before um, starting the course. In that sense, they, it would help them greatly in navigating within the platform and, and it would help them know how to uh, utilize it to increase its effectiveness. So in conclusion, I found within my research that it's important to focus on the traditional pedagogy methods uh, and how we can implement them within the learning platform rather than focusing on the cutting edge technology tools that are available out there. Um, it's also important that we uh, focus on closing in the digital divide gap. Um, to, in order to close that digital divide, we must provide prior uh, training before we start on the online courses to, uh, to the learner so that they know how to utilize the platform and increase, therefore, increase the effectiveness of the course. Hello, and uh, welcome to this special podcast. My uh, name is Ellen. Our topic today is uh, online learning, and I'm speaking with Anam Khan. I have a few questions. First question uh, to Ms. Khan is, can uh, the 5E model be implemented in other discipline or subjects? Well, hi, Ellen. Um, of course, um, the 5E model can definitely be implemented in other subjects. Um, however, it's, it's specifically geared towards science, and uh, therefore, I, I mean, there, there are other lesson models that are geared more towards those disciplines. For example, I, I believe English language uh, or, or reading teachers utilize the Madeline Hunter model. Uh, but uh, science, th this 5E model is particularly utilized or, or designed for science. Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit more about this 5E model. Why, um, I, was, I was reading your uh, summary, why, why does it exactly require teachers to explore uh, before they explain the concept? Well, um, the 5E model consists of the 5Es essentially, uh, which are engage first, then explore, explain, elaborate, and evaluate. And you're right about the fact that it requires uh, the, the learners to first explore the content before uh, the teacher explains it. Um, now, the reason why we, we the, the explore part comes before explaining is to increase not only the rigor, but to encourage inquiry-based learning among the learners. Um, by exploring first, we allow the learner to think about uh, what they are doing, to contemplate and relate to um, the activity that they're performing and how uh, science principles uh, are, are applied to it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is it really allows the learner to think about uh, uh, their prior knowledge um, of, of the activity that they're doing uh, before the teacher starts to explain. Okay, great. Um, tell us uh, a little bit more about how uh, virtual interaction encourages uh, project-based learning as you describe it in your summary. I think uh, it's important to remember one of the reasons why uh, uh, traditional learning classroom environments are so successful is because um, it allows for learners to interact with each other. And uh, peers, when, when, when we talk about what we're learning, we learn we, we benefit greatly from that. We, we can uh, sometimes understand some of the difficult concepts that we wouldn't be able to otherwise. Now, uh, virtual learning platforms uh, provide a way for us to interact with our peers. 
So by interacting with our peers, we can actually talk about what we're learning. We can get a different perspective on from our peers, hear their opinion about it, hear their feedback about uh, about the content, and provide our own feedback on on the content. So it increases by increasing the interaction within the learning platform. We are encouraging. Uh, rigor, increasing the rigor of the platform as well as providing inquiry-based learning. So we're talking about the problem, talking about the solutions that are out there. Uh, therefore, virtual learning uh, is, is, is really great in, in uh, encouraging project-based learning and inquiry-based learning. So in uh, your opinion, how can uh, designers make online learning more engaging? Well, I think uh, the, the best way to make online learning more engaging is uh, create more interaction between peers and between uh, the, the teacher and the learner. Um, to, to do so, we can utilize group discussions, for example, uh, require uh, the learners to collaborate, um, to, uh, we, we can also, uh, provide and require students to, to question and uh, comment on what they're learning. Uh, so by, by doing so, increasing the participation increases the engagement of students within the platform greatly. Right. Tell us a little bit more uh, about what you labeled as digital divide. How does it uh, impact online learning? Well, um, digital divide is, some people like to confuse it with the, with the haves and have-nots. That's uh, simply not the case. It's not about who has technology and who doesn't. It's, it's more so the case of who knows what about technology. Uh, how much awareness uh, does the person have of technology? Uh, how knowledgeable are they? Based on that, it greatly impacts the, uh, how the learner responds to the online learning environment and how effective they find it to be for them. So in, in that case, to, to overcome digital divide, it is extremely crucial that we provide the prior learning in terms of technology uh, that our learners need in order to succeed in the environment. So for example, um, I know as, as a teacher in my classroom, not everyone knows how to, you know, utilize Microsoft PowerPoint to make a PowerPoint. So it would be, as a, as a, as a teacher, it's my responsibility to first go over on my expectations, then talk about how, what they need to do, um, how to use Microsoft PowerPoint, train my students on how to use it um, so that they can start working on it. Uh, if I don't train my students on how to use PowerPoint, I'm, I'm pretty much assuming that all of my students understand how to use it, which is simply not the case, and I'm setting some of my students up for failure. So it's important as, as instructional designers and coaches to provide uh, a platform uh, or prior knowledge of how to utilize the, the, the tools uh, and technology um, of the platform, uh, of the environment, so that uh, everyone, uh, all the learners uh, who are using the online learning platform can be successful. Thank you so much for um, appearing 
on this podcast, Ms. Khan. Um, I've been your host, Alan.